0: Hello everybody, Dave Neal here, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and it is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Another episode happening right now of Bachelor Rush Hour, and it Pretty big surge in the ratings for Golden Bachelor. We're going to dive right into this story. I'm going to have some Taylor Swift stories for you. Don't worry. We got that covered. I've got Bachelor in Paradise drama. We've got some other celebrity uh, pop culture news to get to. But first, the Golden Bachelor courts 4.36 million viewers for ABC. And that, my friends, is how you jumpstart a dying franchise. ABC's newest Bachelor spinoff, the Golden Bachelor, the Bachelor courted 4.36 million viewers according to Nielsen Live Plus same day figures up 45% from the most recent premiere of The Bachelor. Can you believe that folks? Up 45% as audience tuned in to night 1 of Gary Turner's Journey for Love, the series premiere, which from 8 to 9 p.m. also scored a rating of .62 in the key broadcast demographic among adults 18 to 49, slightly down from the demo rating for most recent premiere of The Bachelor. It centers on leading man. Okay, so yeah, the last Bachelor season was leading man Zach Shallcross. Not calling Zach boring, but let's just say it was an abysmal uh, 3 million total viewers and earned a rating of 0. .65. So Gary Turner showed up and said, let me show the kids how it's done, and it just crushed. And we'll have more content on Golden Bachelor coming up uh, in a few episodes. But right now, we're going to jump into some Bachelor in Paradise drama. Kat Izzo posted this. She's on the current season of Bachelor in Paradise. She said, "'You would think for someone who is obsessed with my every move would have taken some pointers on how to have some class.'" and not really knowing what that was about, Braden responds and completely calls her out by saying, Your PR person told me to let you know you should take this down doesn't match the look you're going for. shots fired folks we got a new season of Bachelor in Paradise and I mean the the previews for Bachelor in Paradise showed Braden and Kat smooching but clearly unless this is some weird kink they have where they just call each other out in Instagram posts clearly things are not going well for them post show I've reached out to Braden and his friend Aaron to try to get someone to comment because Aaron said pew 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 which means shots shots fired, but I've yet to receive a comment. So if anyone has any news on that story, let me know. Let's dive into, I tell you what, I'm going to cover Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'll have this update in a second, because boy, there are a lot of updates there. Uh, But also today, we're going to cover the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal. I'm going to give you the Sparks Notes version of what is an update on today's YouTube channel, which is a 26-minute long video full of fraud and people catching on to this incredibly sad and twisted story, which I am for sure, there will be a bidding war for it. It has to be a Netflix documentary, the way this thing Going down, but in the meantime, in other news, let's go to Taylor Swift. So, as you guys know, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have been spotted canoodling, and um, after last week, uh, after last week's uh, Kansas City Chiefs football game, well, Taylor is back, baby. She uh, went to Travis's game uh, as the Chiefs played the Jets, but she brought some major fan, some major celebrities. So it is her second in-game visit for Travis. She's rolling deep with celebrities. Taylor was just officially introduced to start the broadcast and it looks like her box is completely packed as she hugs. That's not a metaphor. It's an actual box, you know, the stadium box. She hugs and kisses friends and hobnobs with celebrities. And so literally they were doing like 24-hour news-style coverage of this. 12-time Grammy Award winner Taylor Swift. Yeah, she showed up with, with literally Sophie Turner, who of course is also in the news. She showed up to the game with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, of course, from, you know, he's a superhero, right? Owns Mint Mobile and, um, uh, what's it, the, uh, Welcome to Wrexham, right? So they showed up. I think I saw Dax, Dax Shepard there and some other celebrities. And uh, yeah, pretty wild stuff. Hugh Jackman was there. I mean, come on. it's There was literally more fun happening. This was like better than the Oscars. And of course, all to support Travis Kelsey. Now, here's the update from TMZ. I can't believe I'm reporting on this. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey leave MetLife Stadium separately. No convertible date this time. So they left separately. There was no joyride underneath the stars for Travis and Taylor. This time around for the budding couple, the pop star and her new beau left MetLife Stadium separately after she watched him secure yet another win on the field. Kelsey bolted from the Chiefs' locker room area toward the team buses without Swift following Kansas City's 23-20 win. The love story singer, meanwhile, exited arm-in-arm with her pal, Sophie Turner. In a way, the exit further confirmed their relationship. When they walked out of the stadium together last week and left in the same car, it was almost there coming out. This time around, it was less showy, almost like there was no reason to underscore what is now obvious. Yeah. And of course they also had uh, paparazzi catching Travis leaving her apartment. I mean, could you imagine this level of celebrity? And I know some folks are like annoyed by these stories, but if you really think about it, I mean, it is, this is like Uh, beatlemania this is a wild time out there there is no bigger pop star in the world than taylor swift and after heartbreak after heartbreak wouldn't it be nice if she could just land herself some love with an nfl football player wouldn't that be nice okay i've got a megan markle update i've got clayton eckard and i've got some other britney spears news i'll have all of that and more after a quick word from our sponsors So some of you guys may know I am not in California. Um, After uh, my uh, interview with Nick Thompson on Friday, which was pre-recorded from the previous Thursday, I jetted off to beautiful uh, Qatar, which is a small uh, country in the Middle East. That was just a quick layover. We were there Friday and Saturday night. Uh, My wife and I had a fantastic time checking out the beautiful markets and unbelievable architecture. And I can't tell you this, it is, I mean, look, the country's worth a ton of money. It's just the richest country in the world, uh, probably because of all that oil they sit on top of. Uh, But either way, it was so beautiful to see the metro line and all of that. But we were just there on a pit stop. And then from Qatar on Saturday evening, we had a flight to the Maldives, which is a beautiful, Full set of islands, about 200 or so, uh, south of India in the Indian Ocean. They are islands that were formed after volcanoes had actually sunk. The island sunk, so it's it's actually the flattest country in the world. And I'm staying at a beautiful island in the south of the Maldives near the uh, equator. Absolutely amazing. But I am 12 hours ahead of the West Coast, ahead of California. So as I record this, it's 7 p.m. Maldivian time. And that is 7 a.m. California time. So uh, a little bit different here, but as you guys know, uh, after our trip to Bali, I'm no stranger to odd recording hours. After this podcast, I will hurry back to dinner with my wife. No, she's taking a nice little nap. It actually works out perfectly. You know, you got to wait for your lady to get her hair done and you got to make a podcast in the meantime. All right. So we're having a fantastic time. I'll have more updates on our trip to the Maldives. I'll be back next week in studio, but this week, the mobile studio uh, is what we have. All right. Meghan Markle is considering a U.S. a U.S. Senate run. And um, let's just get into this. This is breaking news here. Meghan Markle's name has reportedly been getting kicked around to fill Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat, which makes sense based on what the governor has said about who's next. The speculation comes courtesy of the Daily Mail, so take it with a grain of salt, albeit admittedly an intriguing one. The UK outlet reports that phones lit up this week with chatter over the possibility of the Duchess being tapped to fill the now vacant seat. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this story sounds complete hogwash. And sure enough, I think they've already lined up the, the role with someone else but um, that was of course anytime they can tie Gavin Newsom to uh, a story like Meghan Markle it'll trigger all of the people so I would not expect that to happen there Uh, but in news relating to my Boston Red Sox very sad news to report Uh, one of my favorite pitchers when I was growing up Tim Wakefield has passed away at the age of 57 days after a teammate of his revealed that he had a brain tumor a lot of fans were upset with Kurt Schilling for revealing revealing publicly that he was, um, you know, suffering uh, a two-time World Series champion, Tim Wakefield, died at the age of 57. So very tragic and sad story there. Um, And in other news that may be considered tragic, Britney Spears says, back off, cops. This is an abuse of power. Britney Spears released another reel on Instagram and and then the cops called. There was a wellness check. She basically... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I hate to laugh. Was doing a dance with knives, dancing with knives. That's a new, uh, new Netflix show. Um, but the knives were prop knives, so they weren't sharp. Either way, Britney Spears went off on cops Saturday, demanding an apology after they came to her house a few days back to do a welfare check. As you know, Britney Spears was dancing with knives Monday, and it looked perilous. She said they were prop knives, but fans weren't buying it. After she posted another video a day later with a bandage on her arm and a cut on her leg. A Cops came to the house to do a welfare check after someone from the LAPD who had prior interactions with Brittany became alarmed. So very sad stuff here. Um, She said, Is it a joke in the news again with welfare checks? Come on, America. We cooler than that, right? The officers came to my home and said they would not leave until they spoke to me as people do four-minute performances with them. I am getting an apology. I've been bullied in my home for so long now. It's enough. It's about power for cops. Now, look, I, I, I... I'm torn here because Britney Spears is, you know, she's, you know, uh, she's got, she's, she's, she was, um, you know, the subject of a dark time in pop culture and she was slut shamed and she was ridiculed and she was pimped out by her parents and exploited by her managers and paparazzi following her and, you know, so many issues. So uh, my heart goes for Britney Spears, but also I don't think it is crazy to think that a wellness check on a pop star struggling with mental health health, who's doing dances with butcher knives, is a big stretch. So we wish her well, and we hope that she is going to uh, thrive. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, that's your update on Britney Spears. So we're covering all the bases today. We got Taylor Swift, we got Britney Spears, and now let's go back to Clayton Eckert. As you guys know, I'm not going to retell the whole story here, but Clayton Eckert was or is in, in the subject of a paternity scandal. It was revealed just a few weeks ago in the U.S. Sun that he was being demanded to take a paternity test after a woman claimed he was the father of her unborn twins. And this has been a private matter for several months. Um, She's got, you know, there's all, all these court documents that are out there. Uh, So what happened a few weeks ago, Jane Doe released a medium blog post, uh, not, not, you know, medium.com. Medium is a, you know, a place where you can like write your own articles and publish them So she released all of this evidence as to why Clayton is the father, but she didn't just do that. She also included a big smear campaign against him, accusing him of all these nefarious things. Well, I'm going to read the uh, email uh, part, part of it that Clayton sent to her and she redacted some aspects of the email. You know, you redact uh, personal phone numbers, email addresses, private, uh, you know, addresses and things like that. But she redacted key information that uh, would have been nice to have when people were judging Clayton for, I guess, treating the mother of his unborn twins. Uh, so here was the email. Hey, Jane Doe. This is from Clayton. I wanted to send over this message because because I think it's very important that we are both aware of this possibility that hasn't been discussed yet, but is worth considering. And again, what he was discussing was how could she be, be pregnant? Um, and then there is a giant redacted line, and then he goes on to accuse her of possibly uh, getting fake pregnant because of hormones she's on or maybe it tripped the test he also says he finds it interesting this is his words the test you first sent me on day 11 and the test you took on day 21 with me looked identical as far as the test line he accuses he says the line should have gotten darker the longer she's been pregnant And when you actually look into it, he's right. A lot of doctors say that even if you have a faint line, like when you take a pregnancy test, that several weeks later, the line should be darker because it's all about hormone levels, you know, and things like that. Well, here's the part that she, Jane Doe, conveniently retracted. This is the part she had to say. Con- this is for what this is what Clayton said to her that she redacted. Considering you only performed oral sex on me and no vaginal penetration occurred, the chances of you being pregnant seem considerably low. And if you're like me, you're wondering, well, if they didn't have sex, shouldn't the odds be zero? And it's like, are there ever odds that are zero? You know, uh, essentially, he's not accusing her of this, but people took to their own judgment to say, well, if they only had oral sex, you know, not to get too dirty with you guys, you can imagine people were throwing around crazy ideas, like was a turkey baster used? Was there artificial insemination? Uh, What could have gone down if she's actually pregnant? Um, But I think this was Clayton's polite way of calling her, uh, calling her out and saying, I don't believe you. But as we know, when you're gaslit, when you're told a lie, enough, you might start believing that lie. So he might be looking at this going, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe I did get her pregnant. I mean, she took the test. Who lies about this type of thing? Clayton coming from a nice, uh, Midwestern town might say, gosh, I couldn't imagine anyone would lie about this. Well, I'm going to get to what happens next. I'll have this update and the continued news around it right after this quick word from our sponsors. So the most generous thing I could say about this Jane Doe versus Clayton Eckerd scandal here is that while there might be evidence to show that she is pregnant, there's so much evidence to show that she doesn't have credibility. Uh, that including the fact that she has denied that a lot of the court documents that exist out there from previous men who claim she has done this before, she has basically said some of those documents are fraudulent. Um, we shared a, some, a story, I believe, back on Thursday with all of these different documents that were taken from uh, court cases that had signed, you know, that had signatures from judges. I mean, you know, heavy stuff. The hard things that would be to, uh, to, a sort of Photoshop. And she claimed, she said, you know what? That's all not true. You can't search for that on the database. So it must not be true. Well, believe it or not, if you haven't watched my YouTube video, if you see what happens next, you would be absolutely floored. I mean, truly, uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm like Clayton. I come from a place where people just don't lie. So you just believe people at their word, but it was absolutely wild uh, to, uh, that people went to the courthouse in Arizona, somebody went there over the weekend and got all of the documents and screen grabs and showed a photo of them holding the ticket that they went to the counter and literally showed that you can access these documents, in this case, a court of protection that a guy got several years ago uh, to keep Jane Doe away from him. So while she's essentially, I mean, look, am I saying she's lying through her teeth? I'm saying there are so many angles to this story that if you only had one piece of evidence that was kind of questioning her credibility, that would probably probably be enough. But all she would have to do at this point, you know, being four to five months pregnant is, you know, show a photo of her being pregnant or whatever. But, In the court documents from previous cases, it was shown through Google reverse image searching that she had actually taken, and she later admitted to this in the court documents, but that she had actually taken ultrasounds from, uh, you know, from a random blog post in 2015. And she claimed that as her own, she didn't just claim it as her own, she distorted the image so as to, you know, be able to hide the fact that it could be reversed image search. But technology is pretty good right now. And even if you distort an image, it can still be reverse image searched. So all of these different things are going on. She's accused me with personal emails to me, of damaging her reputation, and my whole thought is this. There's a reason why I haven't said her name, because I have no desire or intention to damage her reputation. I'm more concerned with getting the truth out there about Clayton. You know, not only did the U.S. version of the Sun article come out first, but he's he's been pretty quiet, my guess is, because he's putting together a legal case, and they always tell you not to talk, and she... Is in Reddit DMs. She's in my emails. She's emailed Reality Steve. Uh, the craziest part to me, though, is that the moderators of the Bachelor subreddit have banned any discussing of this case publicly. They have banned it so that people have to go to this other subreddit, uh, the subreddit called Bachelor Nation, which is a smaller community, to get this information. So wouldn't it be nice? Rather than protecting Clayton and getting the truth out there, they're, I don't know, maybe they're just worried about, about any legal issues on their end, but all we're doing Is sharing information that they, the, you know, Jane Doe, has made public and kind of using the information she's made public against her by showing her what, which parts of it are fraudulent. And it's fraudulent to make something up about someone else to slander them or defame them in this case, but it's also fraudulent to withhold or redact pieces of emails that show something that would make you look bad. That's why in the court system, when something's discoverable, everybody gets to know about it. And, you know, you get to share all the evidence. And, uh, this is just, I think she's way over her head. And I think she's probably very surprised that it's gone this far, but I don't think she quite understood the community she was messing with. So, Again, we can feel bad for her all we want, but I haven't said her name. I've deleted people that are trying to out her in different threads. And right now, and and a lot of people will say, well, no, it's important that you say her name because she needs to face consequences and this and that. And for me, it's like, look... Let's continue to wait until the paternity test comes back and all of that. My guess, as I've said all along, is that it never gets to the place where she takes her end of the paternity test because my guess is she's not pregnant I shouldn't say her into the paternity test, but you understand what I'm saying. Clayton has paid his $750. He's taken his DNA samples and he sent them out. And now we're going to see what she has to say. But in the meantime, of course, we're going to cover any other news that comes out. uh, Because look, I mean, I don't appreciate being shaken down, especially when I've tried to be so fair regarding this situation. We covered the initial story. We didn't break the story. We just discussed it. We're a commentary channel, guys. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentary channel. But we uh, respectfully are trying to cover this case in a way that doesn't out her identity because, you know, in the crazy chance that she's been telling the truth and all of this, you know, we we want to respect that. But judging, uh, and, and if a jury was to look at all of the evidence that was already presented, it would be very hard for a jury to side with her because of how uh, how much of a lack of credibility she's had with these past cases. What is the motive? Very hard to say. Is she using some of this content to kind of create a victimhood so she can talk about that in a TEDx talk or writing a book? I don't know. It's very hard to say because she's not somebody who looks like she needs money. It looks like you know she, she, she rides horses, which usually is a sign that you are of decent levels of wealth. I am middle class. I don't ride horses. I just don't do that. Um, But anyway, if you want to catch up on the full story, the full update from today, you can go over to the YouTube channel and check up on that because, oh my gosh, there is just so much going on. I've also received information Uh, you know, to, to change topics here that Rachel Recchia was still fighting back on some podcasts regarding, I think she was on almost, almost famous. She was fighting back regarding the things Tino has said about her. I'm working on a story where we can air out um, what she has summarized. He has said, as you know, we did that on the Nick Vile podcast or Vile Files podcast. Uh, And now we're going to see what she said on almost famous, excuse me, versus what it compares to what actually Tino said. It almost feels like this channel has just become, uh, amongst other things, a fact-checking channel because I don't think people are used to having their words and actions fact-checked. And by that, that I mean Rachel Recchia, good for her, but if she wants to claim Tino said something, we all have – these are podcasts that are readily available. Uh, they're not big enough stories where anyone actually cares, but it goes back to the old saying, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. I think people just want to see the truth. I think when it comes to the story involving Clayton's Jane Doe, I think people uh, generally expect the truth from others. So when it came to her you know, kind of crazy and wild story about getting knocked up, people wanted to believe her. And uh, what it shows us is we just need to do a better job with critical thinking skills. We need to do a better job of analyzing evidence and like not reading a news article or just just reading the headline, like really getting the facts, really getting first person sources, you know, not not hearing it from five people down the telephone line, like really doing a better job of understanding the critical thinking that has to go with these stories, because sadly there are a lot of victims out there, uh, in, in a lot of heavy cases of, uh, of, of issues regarding, uh, restraining orders and you know, protective orders and paternity tests and child supports and things like that. And it doesn't do the, uh, the system justice when there is somebody who's using and manipulating those storylines to better you know, benefit whatever agenda they have. What is that agenda? We still don't know. We will get to the bottom of it and share it with you guys here. Well, that's going to do it for us today. It's been a wordy one, uh, but we have a lot going on in the Bachelor world. So you know where to come for all of your afternoon entertainment news. As always, we'll be back tomorrow. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.